Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We're glad that you're here with us. I'm Christy. And I'm Grace. And And you're listening listening to... The Thanks Mom Podcast. Okay, next time when we say we're going to separate the thing, we have to pick who's going to say it. Oh, it's okay. It's real life. It's fine. There you go. We just redid the beginning, guys, because we couldn't... With it being, you know, we're separated virtually now. We're like, okay, one person just say it at the beginning, one person say it at the end. So we restarted so we could say the first minute correctly, which we usually just full, like do everything and we, we hardly ever cut. It's funny. So anyways, but then we forgot to be like, okay. I'm glad mom, you explained that all, Chris. I'm glad our, our listeners are going, what the heck is going on? Well, uh, I just I'm, be, I'm being truthful and vulnerable okay. with our audience. Guess, well, there you go. Happened. Look at that. You let into our topic and, and we haven't was, even got there yet. No, so yet. gosh, I know. What about our banter back and forth? Yeah. I've had have, an interesting. I actually did think about a funny story. I tried to Good. think about it, guys. So me and my friend and my housemate, Lydia, we were talking this week about how sometimes it's just fun, like having people who know you well enough that if you make weird noises, like they're not going to question it. They might give you a look, but they're just going <laughs> to move on and be like, yep, that's Grace. And so then we just- Well, they had to be new because you don't really know them very well. Well, so. no, I know. I lived with Lydia last year and stuff and um, in the same hall. And it was just funny because then we started making weird noises in front of another housemate. And then I realized that probably sounded gross and weird. And so then I was like, I have to explain, Joy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, Please, we're right? not actually gross people. We just think it's funny. But yeah, it's funny. Are you opening something to show? Like I was, I kept trying to figure out how to open these posts. Okay, guys, I bought a platform nine and three quarters poster for my cupboard under the stairs, and this the post I bought a few others with it, and they were wrapped up, and I couldn't figure out how to open them, and I just figured out I could slide the thing off the tube. I kept trying to break the tape on it, but yeah, I brought them in here because I haven't been down here since I bought them. But and and who gave you that lovely idea? My mother. One who oh, oh it's mom. not even thanks mom it's just my mother oh, thanks mom look it <laughs> that's it's... awesome i'm yeah. glad you're showing it to me if you ha- didn't listen to our last episode you have no idea what we're talking about but grace and i talked about how she loves harry potter and where she's recording at school is under the stairs so yep. she needs i told her this is like I had three episodes awesome ago. idea uh, maybe two episodes ago it was a little bit well, ago. We started it, it on one and then we talked about it, I think, on the last one because I came up with such a great idea. And then because we were talking about social media, I don't know. You're so humble about it, too. I know. I'm so humble because <laughs> I'm grateful. I told you, great gratitude is the bridging. Gratitude? Gratitude. Did you say gratitude. Okay, just checking. Oh, Do you have a funny heavens. story, though, Mom? Well, I've been in the midst of potty training, remember? So. I just think it's hilarious because Sophia, your sister is getting it. She's doing pretty well. And, um, but every time she goes, you know, she gets M&M. So, and she already has an issue with being naked and wanting to run around in a diaper. And now that we're potty training, it's just like complete nudie beauty here. And, um, but she'll run around, she'll go to the bathroom. Then she'll stand up and be like, I did it. Yay. I win. It's so awesome. And then what was the other one she said when you were on the phone the other day? Not just, I win. It's just like, 
Like, yay look me, at me. I me. What was it? It was like, yay me or go me or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go me. <laughs> I win. It's so funny because I'll be like, yay, Sophie, way to go. And give her a high five. She's like, yeah, yay me. Go me. I win. <laughs> it's just so funny. I don't remember the rest of you being like talking about yourself like that in like the third person. Like, I win. Like, I get my M&Ms. So, anyway. <laughs> that's, that's talking about yourself in the first person third person is yeah. like Sophie wins yeah Sophie wins yeah it was I guess so it's not like grammatically wrong it's just weird well it's like, probably because the way you're you're pumping her up so much which like I, I think you're trying to do that differently than in the past you're like how do we potty train better okay we're just gonna be really really excited every time something happens so, so well I did that with all just of gets you, a lot of but it's funny how she internalizes it like I don't remember being like, potty trained so I don't know I just thought a good was- thing that could be another topic we probably just don't need to talk about that but yeah yeah, I just think it's so funny because she'll just run around and dance and just be like I win I did it go me like it's just funny like I don't remember you guys talking about yourself like that it'd be like be like you did it save me way to go yes go me (laughs) I love that or Peter Peter this week it's so funny because he's in first grade and it like how his vocabulary is developing I don't know. I, I guess I always like that was one of the biggest joys for me as a mom is seeing you guys learn how to read, mm-hmm. but also how you start to like develop your vocabulary, like how it starts to expand, not just develop it, but expand. And so he'll say stuff as like, I don't even know what that means or yeah. like some word. I don't even know what I don't like restitution. Yeah, any any bigger words know. that you just don't know the definition of when you're younger. And if you right. say it to him, he goes, well, well, I don't even know what that means. And you're like, no. And then you try and explain. He's like, well, I don't know what that means. And you're like, I don't, I don't know what to do now. I don't know how to Yeah, I don't know how to break this down. (laughs) So then I'm talking. So I was late. Anyways, the older boys had to stay after for like a makeup test or meeting, like a short meeting at school. So I messed up and I was late because I was supposed to go pick them up, Peter up. And Ava had volleyball yesterday. So this was just yesterday. And I show up to school a little late. And he comes out with his teacher. And then I realize, oh my gosh, it's just him. Ava's not even there because she's at volleyball. I've just felt bad because he's probably like, none of my big siblings are here. Mm-hmm. And so his teacher was really sweet. She was like, oh, I just thought maybe his older brothers got caught in traffic and we didn't know. And so Peter gets in the car and we're driving home. And I'm like, hey, buddy, I'm so sorry. I just was like, why aren't they here? Oh my gosh, that's because I was supposed to go get them because I was in the middle of cleaning for this party we had yesterday. And lost track of time and all my schedule. And he goes, well, there was this teacher and this teacher, and then they were going inside and, and, and so then they had a suggestion and I was like, what? And, and they go, I think I suggest that we go to the office and see about your mom. And he goes, so I took this teacher's suggestion and I'm like, I don't think you've ever, you were use that word and then been able to conjugate it and use it correctly. That sounded right. But it just sounded so grown up for him instead of, yeah, the teacher thought we should go to the office and figure out where you are. So we went, no, they suggested. And so we took her suggestion and <laughs> like, she said, I suggest we do that. It was like two or three different times. And I'm like, I love this one. All this was like, that's not your normal vocabulary. He's like but, proud that he knows what it means. Yes. Yes. So, so. cute. He's like, anyway, I know how to use this big word. I know. And I can use it in a sentence and actually mean what it's supposed to mean. So that's so cute. Anyway, 
I know. So not funny stories, just my life, normal stories. Hey, I, think I win and That's I funny. suggest and take your suggestion, but anyhow, so, but your weeks won't been well, Grace, you still like your roommates and. Oh, I love my housemates. They're fun. It's been oh, good this week. Last week, I really kind of fell in the groove of things. And this week I feel like homework got hard. Like not that it wasn't before this, but it really picked up where you're like, okay, I need brain effort. And then it was hard to be motivated because it was hard. And then I went to bed later because I was less motivated. So then I started later and then I was tired from the, you know, Monday or Tuesday getting unmotivated and getting tired and slow. And so then it was just like, I just need to get to the weekend, catch up on sleep and choose to be motivated next week. Cause it's just hard. Where like one, if you have one day where you're, where you get behind on sleep and stuff, it easily, if you're not on top of things spills, into the rest of your week because then it's hard yeah. to get on top of things the next day because you're tired from mm-hmm. the night before and so then you're slow and then you go to bed late again and yeah so it wasn't a bad week overall it was just a tiring week so I get it but, but I had fun times with friends and stuff and good conversations and good just good living it was good it was just tiring so yeah you wouldn't even recognize our house right now because but, all the new floors we're getting new flooring on monday and all the the furniture is in the garage or in the basement and so it echoes it's really weird is it gonna be ready by the time i come home in two weeks yeah you'll get to see it i should take pictures of i did take a couple pictures and ava's doing stuff and we're taking stuff all up the wall so it's like feels like you're moving like the whole main floor is empty there's nothing on the wall there's nothing in the rooms did you find weird well, stuff underneath couches and stuff? We did find a couple toys. We found one bone for Sydney that I barely is used because it was ages ago. <laughs> we found some magnets and a bead of Sophie's. Of course, there was Legos. Of course, because there's always Legos. Oh, mom, we moved furniture oh. around here too. What? Remember how we were saying we we're going to move those red chairs and couches here at my house to the porch? Oh. Did so you we do finally it? did it because at first we were like, oh, then when we were eyeballing it, we're like, oh, they're too big. They won't get through the small doors. Like, this is an older house. But then yesterday I was trying to do homework and I really didn't want to. And I was like, Lydia, do you want to just try and move furniture with me? Because I really don't want to read right now. And she's like, let's <laughs> do it. So then we took like a half hour and we totally rearranged the living room furniture. And it looks so usable now because it was just like, oh, we into a college house. Like, furniture is just thrown around, not in a like, in a very hospitable looking manner like it just wasn't very homey so now it's really homey except we have a blank wall because we ran out of furniture and we don't so right now we don't know what to do with that wall it's just white and bare and we don't have a chair or a table to put in front of it but hopefully that'll change soon and we have furniture on our back porch so we can actually so you did get it out there then yeah you lifted it I know because I figured if you if probably lifted or turned it like yeah we had to do some weird angles and but we only scratched one door (laughs) oh I hope that college doesn't charge you for that it's five bucks for a comfy you know I'll pay for the I think like every paint chip is five bucks which I'm like you know what to have decorations or comfy houses if I accidentally bump something I will pay five (laughs) dollars that's what I decided (laughs) freshman year when like when I like things kept falling off the walks they're like use blue tape instead of putty or instead of command strips and finally I was like I will be really gentle when I take the command strips off and if it if it chips you know what it was worth it to me. <laughs> it was worth the five dollars to not have a bare walls. So yeah, all year. Oh yeah. my goodness. 
So well, that's crazy. Well, I'm glad. See, we I both moved I cut furniture. You off. I cut no, you off. No, we just both moved furniture and it was fine and Gabe helped dad a ton. And then so Ava and I took a bunch of stuff off the walls and so I'll take you, I'll send you some pictures and you can send me pictures of your furniture. And yeah, I bet our audience is loving that we're talking about moving furniture. And they can't even but, picture it. Yeah. No. All right, guys. Know. Well, sorry. can picture it. Depends on. Oh, sorry. We will move on. Yeah. So this week we wanted to talk about community and like, like more than just friendships. Like we, we all have different types of friendships, but what about and friendship Maybe. too, because sometimes I think friendship is like overlooked. Like, I don't want. I'm not. Yeah, friendship. I'm not talking about overlooking it. I'm talking about in terms of friendship expanding into a community and building a community of people of of like minded sorts, and maybe not as big as like your church family or your parish, but like your niche, your your group, mm-hmm. and why that's a good thing and a necessary thing. And I guess more in depth too, I guess I was thinking of just having that discussion more than just like, oh, these are my friends that I hang out with on Friday night or that, you know, more of like a like-minded approach, like the idea of it takes a village to raise a child type idea. Like, and obviously you're not a mom yet, Grace, but like the idea of who am I going to choose and be intentional about surrounding myself with because we are like-minded um, individuals so that we can talk about all those fun things. Like you said, like the friendship things and friendship. Yeah. You don't just talk about fun things. I get that, but like intentionally surrounding so that you have, it encompasses all areas of your life, you know, like that spoke with Christ at the center and all those different areas that support that wheel. If you've ever seen that like visual of like the wheel and different spokes that keep your wheel rolling, which signifies your life, but they all have to be connected to the center hub. I think of that, like you need community in there as one of those spokes to help that wheel keep rolling. Um, but also that community itself can be the wheel with, you know, that like supports if, if Christ is at the center, then you can have different spokes of your community that you don't just, I mean, talk with them about sports or about this one hobby, but you can talk to them about faith or family life or church life or, you know, does that make sense? I don't know. That's kind of where I was thinking about it. Yeah. And we just thought it'd be a fun discussion, but you know, what were you thinking about it, Grace? Yeah. I was just kind of thinking about talking like the layers of community, like there's, you know, there's your closest, most intimate friends. There's, you know, if you're married, your spouse, there's your family, your immediate family, then your extended family. There's your greater group of friends. There's the friends that are close, but you might only talk to them twice, twice a year, but every time you do, you pick up where you left off. There's, there's your greater like church community. There's your school community, you know, like, and just Sometimes I think it can be overdone, but sometimes I think people also just undermine it. It's like, well, these are the people like I have a good time with and I party with. And it's like, but do you go any deeper? You know, like things like that. It's like, and not that it's not bad to like, sometimes people talk about the three different types of friendship. It's like utility is the first level. I can't remember the other two for some reason. And, And, but there isn't like, I think I've heard different interpretations, but I kind of like the idea that utility friendships aren't bad. Like sometimes you do just need that friend that's in your, you know, math class that you're just going to text for that. And 
maybe it doesn't go beyond that, but it doesn't mean it's not a friendship. Like you probably talk and have good times and, but you, but you're the main reason you guys are friends is because you need someone to suffer through that class together with, you know, and then there's deeper friendships, you know, um, but I think sometimes like, yeah, you shouldn't just use some like utility means like using like not in a uh, abusive way, but sometimes it is like, you know, a, a short seasonal friendship, you know, but I've had, you know, I have friends I haven't talked to since we were in a certain class together and we were just buddies for that. But now we're like, some of those friendships are growing and they're not super tight, but like I check in on them every semester or we're in the same major. So now we like, you know, we have a little group chat of like, all right, we're all probably going to be in mostly the same classes and stuff like that. Um, yeah, just kind of like the different aspects of how we need that. And I think it's so easy to forget, especially like, I think it'll be interesting, mom, because I definitely think I'm more of an introvert and you're more of an extrovert, not to the extreme, mm-hmm. but um, I think I easily forget sometimes how I need community because I like my alone time. And if, yeah there's not something planned for me to do stuff with people, then I sometimes just don't do it. And then all of a sudden I hang out with people after two or three days and I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot how much life this brings me, you know? Right. And um, I think that's a a really good point to bring up because I don't, I think a lot of people can get caught in the idea that community is only an extroverted thing, you know, or. And I think sometimes there's can be, I think you and I can give examples of two extremes, like where I sometimes under community, community, under the community I don't know and maybe you've had times <laughs> in your life I don't I'm just thinking like there's people who like never have any space I'm not saying this is you necessarily but maybe you've seen this or experienced this yourself like of just it's like no I need to actually not hang out with people just because we're having a good time like I need intentional friendship intentional community right and I think that's where I think sometimes I don't know. I wouldn't say get in trouble, but I think, yeah, you have to have, like in anything, you have to have a balance. And so you have to be intentional about your community, not just in terms of doing stuff with your community, but more in terms of who is in your community and what is your intention of that? Like, what are, what are you trying to build or trying to, um, have or create or, you know, like what's the purpose of the community? And I think that sometimes it can be hard to be vulnerable and to share because I think community in the way that I'm thinking of it, where it's encompassing all those different areas of your life. So you're bringing in maybe certain types of friendships that you want to be able to be more open with them than just like the math class friend or just the lunch group buddies, you know, that those are filling a need. Like I think about, there's a talk that father Troy gives. So shout out to father again, but he's given it a lot at our marriage prep, um, uh, weekend that we do for our engaged couples every year at our parish. And he's done this for many years about the different types of love and how there's like Eros love, there's filio love, there's erotic love, and there's agape love. And there's different levels that we have. And I think we have that, that can really correlate to like what you were saying about different types of friendships. Like you're fulfilling a need and Eros, like 
you know, you're, you're using the other person in a certain sense. Like I give this, like I'm smart in math and you receive that because I can teach you well, but then you also give me support or this or that, you know, or we're bonding together over math because math class stinks or that filial love, that brother and sister type of love that you have a really good friendship here. And, um, but it's on that, that friendship level of, uh, brotherly and sisterly type relationship. And then there's erotic love where we, we know about that. Like we're not always just lustful, but there's an attraction and then there's true agape love. And what is that? The perfect love like that Christ has for us. And that's what we desire in our marriages. And I think we can, we can overlap that into friendship easily in terms of, you know, acquaintances, and when, when does it cross over from an acquaintance to then an actual friend, or is it just still a, an acquaintance in that math class? Or when is it like a bonding group of uh, friends that you have a commonality because you all play soccer together, or you all are in a book club together, or you, you know, you're that coffee group or that lunch group. But then when does it turn into a community in the sense of having purpose and striving for agape in terms of we want to build each other up. We want to be, have maybe, maybe a type of level of accountability, maybe just a support where you, you know, it's a safe area to be able to share um, because you have a common ground of something you're striving for. And that could still be very non-spiritual in some ways. Um, I guess I'm thinking more about it in a spiritual sense. Cause I think that's what we've tried to do with some of our relationships in terms of raising our family, like we were trying to surround ourselves with like-minded people. You know, I think of my friends, Kim and Whitney specifically, um, at this time in my life, but in the past, it's been like with Travis and Michelle and Sean and Nathan and different people, um, Amanda and John that we were like, we're, we're intentionally hanging out with us because we have like-minded, um, thinking, and we can talk about these things and there can be a type of accountability and a type of vulnerability, in those areas. And that's not just like you were saying for an extroverted type or an introverted type, like think of, you know, Bible studies or prayer groups that you've been a part of grace. Like we have, we place ourselves in there because we want to grow, right. We want support. And, um, so I think it's something that's needed, but it can get pocketed into one or the other in a good and bad way. I don't know. I'm monologuing now. So, (laughs) Yeah, I think it's, it's very interesting. It's been interesting in my younger life. Like when I start, I really like thinking about friendships. And I noticed that probably late in middle school. And it, it's been interesting seeing like, I never was part of like the huge friend groups or something like that. But I had a good friend group late middle school. And there's like seven of us. Um yeah, like in my mind, I had like I liked to reflect and think about this, and I noticed this late middle school. There's seven people that I felt very close with. It not necessarily that it was like everyone. That's else. actually really big. Yeah, like well, really I guess I guess sometimes my entire class was like a friend group, and I wasn't part of that. You know, I guess that's more what I meant. So, and and some of it was I don't think this the these seven people I had in my head were necessarily all um, as close to each other as I was to them. Um, yeah, I felt like I had seven people that were I was very close with, and like probably about halfway through high school, I felt like that was really five. Two of those people, we weren't not friends, but we weren't at the level 
um, that we once were, or, or maybe we weren't, at, we never were. And I didn't realize that until later. Um, and it wasn't a bad thing. It was just kind of a realiz- realization of um, some of it was changing seasons. And so now we're not clo- as close here. Some of it was like, sure. oh, well, I, we really never were that close. We were good friends and, you know, we did these things together, but you know, now that we don't have those things together, we're, we just text everyone so well and see how life is. Um, right. And then since going to college, I feel like that's been, there's been a solid three that, um, well, I guess some people have come completely come and gone. It's not like, like some of these people I didn't meet till high school and stuff, but um, there's, you know, a solid three people I've, I've been friends with through high school into college. Um, and I'd let, I, it's just so interesting because I, I, I say this and I'm worried I'm going to say this and it's not going to be true because I'm going to jinx it, which totally isn't a thing. But mm-hmm. I feel like these three fr- specific friends are going to be in my life for the rest of my life. Um, and I know things change, but it's like, okay, we've been through so much together and we've um, grown close together. Not that that can't change, but because we've been together through changing seasons, um, I feel like they're going to be around for a while if not the rest yeah. and, and then I've, you know, and then I've had new friends at Hope and stuff like that are, you know, now, now it's like, I feel like we're closer because now we're like hitting our like third year friendship. And, you know, when we're really like, okay, now we're learning even more about each other, but you know, um, those take time to develop. And I, I notice that sometimes when it's like, oh, I, you know, I'm just craving my old friends right now, but like not in a bash against my Hope friends, but I, I will notice it sometimes like those realizing the deep bonds of like sometimes it's like okay they remember me way back here and maybe if I'm going through a hard time I need someone who remembers me here like and I need to talk to them about that you know but other times it's it's fun to have new friendships and new community and it's right you know I I grew up in Grand Rapids for 18 years well 15 years you know but a lot of these friendships were only from there and so it is fun to have like a new community in a physically new place and yeah I don't know it's so it's fun it's fun for me I don't know it's like hobby's not the right word but it's it's just interesting for me to think through the people I talk to daily weekly monthly yearly and be like how where are we or or friends that I thought like oh this kind of faded but then all of a sudden we text meet up for coffee you know when I'm home on break or something and it's like oh my gosh we picked off right where we left off like this is a friend that's going to be around for a while but it might be someone that I only talk to every few months but that is still a friendship and a good holy friendship and not sure not what what I've learned since college is not all good and holy friendships have to be the people you're talking to every week right and I didn't it doesn't have to till college and I think that's a really good point because friendship and community isn't always in proximity community usually is I I have seen that because of what, depending on what you're trying to achieve, like I said, so community, I think tends to be more in proximity Mm -hmm. because it's on those, maybe not daily, but weekly hopeful interactions where friendship, I think can run way deeper. Like I think of my friend, Mary and I, who we've known forever. We've also though, then, then moved from that type of acquaintance to a really deep friendship, but we're more on that you know, monthly level of interaction in a, in a different way, like it, and it ebbs and flows. But then I think of our friends like Chris and Joe across the pond in the UK that we have a dear friendship with for the past 20 some years. And we see them when like every 
three to five few years. years, you know, yeah. but we try to keep up with them, you know, cause of technology. And, but then going back to our whole social media thing and I was chatting with Beth Ann. She was commenting on our social media and I'm like, she's a friend that I made at camp in like fifth grade. And we've kept up with, and, but we haven't raised our, our, our families together. Like, so I wouldn't consider her part of my close knit community, but she's a friendship that I enjoy keeping up with. Or I think of even just like, you know, Shauna and Michelle and those people, like you're talking about, like that you might not talk to. And I see them maybe twice a year and you pick up right where you left off, you know, maybe at one point we were those daily, weekly friendships, but because it takes us, we're not right now. Right. And you can, but because of your shared experiences, like you're saying with those younger friendships, but then I do think I'm, I'm not jinxing your friendships and I'm not saying those tight three friends that you have right now will like, maybe not be in your life, but it will change because you're at such a huge point in your life of change. Like you're going through your very intense, constant changing of becoming who God wants you to be. And you're discerning your vocations and your purpose in that way. And so it will be really interesting to see like how you said, because these friends at hope, or as you start to have your first jobs, like you're forming those friendships and I think they form more deeply in a different sense and maybe not for as long of term, but because it's at such an intense part of your life where childhood friendships are beautiful when you see the longevity of them as they grow and they mature as you grow and mature. And that's why they can be lifelong friendships. But then you can form very deep friendships at different parts in your life too, because of the shared experiences or the intensity of those experiences you go through. Um, and I've seen, you know, friends come and go or become very intense and then move into the background just because of proximity. Um, and I've seen communities ebb and flow and change because of proximity. And I see, I have actually seen the other thing too, where proximity has become something that it was a very deep friendship when we weren't in the same proximity we lived farther apart. And then once we moved closer together, our friendship actually lessened because our friendship was built so strongly. And we made such an effort because it was over distance. And, um, and then once that distance wasn't there, there wasn't the intentionality or the need of having to continue. And the friendship actually faded more, which is odd because you would have loved to be in that close relationship still. So I do think I like you, like liking to investigate and look at and examine relationships in general and how they can ebb and flow and how they can come in and out. Um, but I guess I, you know, and I see, and the need for community at different times, like you're at a need for community in your life that is very different than my need Mm -hmm. at this point and the different, or looking back, even for me, for the different communities I've had, over my life and what I'm looking at now, because my life is much more stable and consistent. Mm -hmm. Um, but yet I have an interesting situation because I have older kids and younger kids. So even just looking for support, like we're looking to start a new, like, you know, Bible study type, you know, book reflection group of like moms that have already 
like raised kids or are raising kids. Like we're not new, new moms, you know, we might still have some littles, but we're not new moms. We're not like brand new, but yet there's a need for that type of support because our kids are going through all these big developmental things. And we need support in that for our marriages. We need support for our relationships because we're not like these young, just married starting our family, but yet we're not retired you know? So where is that? Like, and so a need for community that, so I think you start to try and form those communities as you see needs in your life. Um, because you want that support and encouragement and we need to also be that to other people Mm -hmm. and not just always the people that are going exactly through like community can definitely be, we need like the older women sharing with the younger women or the older men teaching the younger men, you know? And so that's great to have it across generations at the same time. Mm-hmm. I, I think also what I was thinking about was we, we need to, um, to let people like know us and know us deeply and well, and in, in discernment too, you shouldn't just let anyone in. Um, but right. I think I'm of the opposite issue sometimes where I don't let people in enough, um, and it's really int- and it's really cool though when you do open up and allow someone to know you well and just see how that impacts your life which i i thought i um was in a really good place of that or, and not that i was in a bad place but i thought i was like very open and stuff with friends and i was thinking about like it was just cool like looking back like um i had a, a year ago right now my semester was just very full very busy and i was like as much as i want to talk to friends i was not talking to them and i um, I had one friend just calling a lot and I was like, I'm so sorry. I just, but I, I can't, I have this and then this and this, and, and I still haven't done my homework and I, I will call you soon. And eventually like probably six weeks in, I like was able to have a long conversation with this friend to catch up and be like, here's what's been happening. But it was, it was cool because, and I, you know, I apologize that it was so t- taking so long for me to have a good long conversation with them. But they also were like, no, I, I understand. I knew and I understood that this season in your life, like this semester was really busy for you, you know, like, and it took you a while to get into a, a routine enough to find this kind of free time. And I, it was, they never doubted our friendship. Um, and it, they weren't offended that I couldn't talk to them and that it took me so long beyond a few quick texts and, you know, videos and stuff like that, to, like to talk with them. Um, and I was like that, that I just felt very loved in that. Cause I was like, they, they know me well enough that they're not offended by my lack of, you know, they understand right. seasons of life. And I've seen that too in times where it's like, I'm not disappointed in the person, but sometimes it's a disappointing time and you're like, oh, I just want to talk to them. But I know they're going through a lot right now. Like not necessarily like uh, emotionally sometimes. Yes. Um, but just like it's school and we're getting later into our majors. And there's times when it's like, I just want to talk and talk and talk with this person, but I'm going to have mm-hmm. to wait. And it's going to be so sweet and good when we finally do, because we've had to wait, but, um, you know, and it's like good to know that. And also I, like I've, I've been just chit-chatting a lot with, um, a friend recently too, and realizing how I was, I could be more vulnerable and I wasn't being, um, and, but it was cool that we, she knew me well enough to be able to kind of be like, Hey, like I'm here for you. And I know you could probably be more open with me. And I was like, ah, dang, I'm not. And I didn't realize I wasn't. Um, but that, that, right. that wasn't like a hurtful 
comment you know you know what I mean like things like that right but and just also realizing God like he never stops giving in the sense of like all of a sudden I was like oh I'm in such a good place with this this friendship and stuff and then I was like you can go even deeper watch this and I was like wait Mm. whoa like and it was just cool to be like this is some this this is just a gift like I've been gifted very very good friends and um some for seasons some for a long for long long time and just seeing like as I mature, like how the Lord is like, look at, there's more, like, they're really going to give, give you a lot of life and a lot of support. Um, but you need to like, take that kind of scary step of just letting someone know where you are in life. And I don't like to do that beyond like, (laughs) like, I only like to talk to you. Um, and (laughs) yeah, but I think that, but I think there's wisdom in that too. Like, I think that's where some people shy away from the idea of community, because I think it goes back to examining what the point is. And so you're talking a lot about relationship and friendship and that's all needed. But then when does it overlap to saying, well, we need to build a sense of community with this, you know, group of people. And you do have to be careful there because where's the vulnerability and where's the safety, like, or where's the level? Like, let's look at, maybe I'm building this whole new, like Bible study book club group or whatever we're trying to develop. And that might be seven or eight people, but then you get down to, but then you just have those one or two friends within that community that you're like, no, I'm really sharing these more intimate details because I know there's a trust and a vulnerability that that's not going to get shared out of here, that I can depend on you and I can depend to share. But then like you just said, Grace, I can also receive correction in a way that it's loving and it's needed because as iron sharpens iron. So who are you placing yourself with to be that iron to them and that them to be that iron to you? And for husband and wife, that happens obviously very intimately within a marriage. But then when you're trying to build a community and either grow in a spiritual area or grow within whatever the goal is for your community or to grow in raising a family, um, or, or as brothers or as sisters in Christ, you know, then we have to look at who are we surrounding ourselves? Like, you know, the, the Bible says like with, you know, there's wisdom in the counsel of many, but that doesn't mean everyone still, you know? So I think there has to be a discernment and a balance. Like are our goals the same? Do we trust each other? Is it, we're, you know, both here. And then there's, and then there's time where you go for, you know, you build a relationship in terms of, you know, a spiritual direction. And that is more only a one way, you know? So it's like, there is that discernment of what is the need? How am I building the relationship? What is the community? What is, what is God calling me to do? I need to grow in this area. So I need to have a community in this area or do I just need a friendship or do I just need spiritual guidance and direction? Um, you know, somebody who's more pastoral and, um, because I think there is, we don't, we want to have, you know, there's trust and vulnerability issues that can bring in a lot of baggage depending on what our experiences in life has been. So it's great that, great that you grace are experiencing and seeing some of that now being younger, but also need, seeing the need for the balance of, of that. And, and I've um, noticed that I've been in a lot of different small groups, whether it's on retreats or youth groups or right. um, between middle school and college, I've been in a lot and 
you know, sometimes I notice it's like, I can trust this group a little bit more. Not that I'm like holding back, but it's like, I can say a little more than I'm saying. Other times it's like, you know what, I'm going to wait or, um, yeah. you know, I'm going to say more than I probably would because um, <laughs> who I'm, you know, gathering, like my, I've talked about my Awaken My Heart group. That's with like some of my closest friends. Like I will just open my heart up there. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's times I could go deeper, but like when we're talking, it's like, these are my closest friends. We chose to make this small, like little book study group. Like, you know, I'm comfortable being open, like more open here than I would be in other groups. Um, right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's really well to be aware of, like, or where have the, has the community discerned as a group? Like, this is our goal. Like there should be a goal. There should be a, you know, a support thing. And sometimes that's unsaid with friendships that we're just doing this. And sometimes it needs to be said. Sometimes we need to say, you are these people, these, you are the people that we look to, because that's a way of building up of encouraging to say, do you realize that? Like you were, you were just sharing that your friend said this too much to you. Like I'm here for you, but I can be here for you more. And, you know, and are we reciprocating and saying that vice versa and, mm-hmm. and being um, good friends on how we choose and encourage and, and letting those people know that you provide wisdom and insight and support for me. And I want you to know that. And I think that's something that we need to make sure we're doing like as much as we're giving or taking, we're also building up and being transparent that our friends and our communities mean that much to us and, and that we've chosen them to have that shared experience with. Yeah, because you pick your friends, and that's, you know, something to think about. So, I mean, it, it depends right. who comes into your life, but in the sense of, like, you have to choose to build that. Like, I guess you have to choose to build your family relationship, too. But mm-hmm. that, but, but they're going to be in your life, basically, no matter what. Um, but your friends, it's like, you know, God might bring them to your life, but but you also have to choose to invest in it or not invest, right. you know. Um, that's the word. And you have to take, yeah, invest. <laughs> and you have to take action. and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think community is, I, I just, I don't know, there's so much. I just always feel so full of joy whenever I spend time with good, solid people. And yes. even sometimes when I'm just literally just being with them, it's like, let's go do homework. And we don't even talk or something, but just being with those good people right. in life. Like I do that a lot at Hope with my friends because it's like, I we're just busy people, but we all understand that because we're in the same thing. And it's like, you know, we're going to try and do social things, but sometimes we just want to and sometimes we don't have time to talk and talk and mm-hmm. talk. So we're just going to sit and be together. And be in the presence. Right. so good and holy about that. Like, that I don't think, you know, that's where it's like pulling in our whole theme of like extraordinary in the ordinary, like doing homework. It's like, but when you're doing it because you want to be with the people you love and care about, that's, yes. that's when the, you know, the extraordinary comes in. That's when the Lord, you know, we're two or three gathered in my name. I guess like, I don't know, homework can be in his name like exactly um and like god didn't want us to be to do this alone like you know we need to depend on other people life isn't meant to be trudged through alone like you need to reach out and i don't like doing that i need to work on that um and just be like okay i literally can't figure this out it's definitely something i'm getting better at but um. i think that's where you can can i've said this to you before not on here but in general like i think that's a really good point like you just said like even if we're not talking we're not having these conversations we're we're studying together we're just being in one another midst there's something about just being uplifted in a community and a friendship just by being together you know like they say that even about husband and wife like 
like your dad and I, we just, to just read a book in the same presence or watch a show when there's not like the communication, sometimes you don't always, it doesn't always have to be this deep conversation. It's just being together. But I think that goes back to what you were saying about the friendship last year that took six weeks to catch up and it might take that long, but there's something about just being intentional or being that in the ordinary, sending that text that might be the extraordinary most moment in that person's day to say, hi, I, I don't have 45 minutes or an hour and a half to talk to you, but I do have 30 seconds or a few minutes in the midst of this that we can go back and text. Like, how are you doing? Like my girlfriend right now has not been feeling well for the last couple of days. So, you know, just checking in each day, how are you doing? Are you doing any better? What can I do? Like, can I, can we FaceTime? Can we do this? Like, um, what, t- how can I pray for you today? Mm-hmm. And that is a way of just building up the community of which you're choosing to be in when you don't have gobs of time. We don't always, we don't always have gobs of time. And, but how can we just say, well, I can, I can go with you on a walk for a half an hour. I know I don't have a whole evening to go out and catch up with you, but I do have this half an hour or 45 minutes and the dog has to be walked. So why don't I text you to see if we can go do that? Cause that's building up relationship in the midst of, I got to get this done, you know? It's, sometimes it's great when we can just and go waste time together, you know, or like you're choosing to do. I think it's great with your friends. Like I can't waste time because studying has to be done, but we all have to study so we can do it together. Mm-hmm. And um, I, so I think it's like you said, the intentionality in your ordinary lives, how are you going to bring those extraordinary moments into it mm-hmm. to make sure that you're growing in relationship, you're surrounding yourself with community um, and you're following the promptings of the Holy spirit for where you might need that in a new way in your life. I hope that's a challenge to people out there. Like, where do I need new relationships or new community? And so how can I pray about that so that the Lord either brings that to my attention and draws my attention to the need for that, or brings those people into my life that can be that fulfillment of that need or that support in my life. So I guess that's what I had to say in terms of hoping that can build other people up and to like think outside that box of, of what we need in those ordinary lives that we can make it more extraordinary. Yeah. I think that's a good place to stop. Yeah. You have anything else to add? I don't think no? so. I think I had everything. So good. Just, yeah. Well, good. Well, we hope you all, you know, made you think a little bit more about and share with us, like, what are the good things that you have in your communities now or in your relationships or where are things that we could build that more as a thanks mom podcast community and sharing that and like how we've seen in other groups, like with many Hail Marys or made for great. Yeah, I was going like, to say, it makes me think some of these, these big communities that maybe you're not super personal with, like maybe it's, you know, for you and me, many Hail Marys, or even this podcast group or like father Mike Schmitz's Bible New Year thing. He's always like, keep praying for me. I'm praying for you. I haven't met a large majority of the people doing that, but just the knowledge of like in those types of big communities, it might not be personal, but there's people praying for you. And that's huge. Yeah. You know, sometimes maybe we should be saying that more that we are, we will be making more of an effort to pray for our listeners that how are these topics touching you and, and moving forward to know that we can stop at the end of these podcasts and know that the people listening are praying for the other people who are listening and part of this community to create, create more of that prayerful environment. Know that grace and I will be 
lifting up our listeners throughout the day and your intentions. So that we can, we can be practicing what we preach. And uh, this, this podcast does call me out sometimes when we'll talk about something and it's like, dang, I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) And then because I just was saying how good it is, then I actually try and do it. So it's really good for me because it's like, I'm not just thinking about how good of a thing that is that I want to talk about it with you. It's like, after then I talk about it and post it, I'm like, okay, well now I need to do that. Like, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we do pray before every time we record and we do pray for all of you. So, you know, know that we're praying for you and that we hope that this community can grow and you can grow community in your own lives. So hopefully this was helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Keep sharing with others, share the podcast or trying to get it out to whoever, to anyone and everyone. Um, Just share the love of Christ with people. Please subscribe, rate and review. Um, And yeah, we'll see you next week on the Thanks Mom Podcast. Yes. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.